Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Story Club. Uh, people are starting to come out of the quarantine. The lockdown is being lifted, and uh, there are still some restrictions in place. And for some reason, it kind of feels weird to see people around on the streets. Uh, while for some, it feels as if they are out of the jail. Uh, some are still stranded in different parts of the country, waiting to reach their home. All right, and uh, today I have one of my homies. Srijan with me. So uh, the first thing that comes to anyone's mind, uh, you know, when you when you already know Srijan is that uh, you know it's gonna be about traveling. He has uh, traveled across uh, you know more than a dozen countries, I would say. So let's get to know some of his stories in his own words. Hi, Srijan. Yo, what's up? <laughs> How are you? I am good. I am good. So, as you already said, uh, the restrictions are being eased now. People are slowly going on the streets, and yeah. But I don't know. I it is basically the same thing for me. It's more or less my natural environment. If I'm left alone and I get to have my time and peace, <laughs> so it didn't really bother me. But we we know we have seen scenes how the majority of the nation was suffering. So. we don't have to go into that but yeah and you were saying about traveling yeah this wasn't really the case when i was a 14 or 15 year old teenager i never thought that i don't know i'll get this opportunity to even leave this country and then suddenly have this world open for me but i would say i was really lucky and privileged to be able to actually do that mm. yeah so traveling it can be freedom for you or i don't know for some people some people for them it's their lifestyle so i've seen people who just are traveling the whole time and for me it is kind of i'm still scared so to take that final step where you say okay i don't really need any stability any base and then i just put on my backpack and leave the place wherever i am but coming from india so you have the responsibilities family and a lot of other stuff to take care of right now i'm back in hyderabad 2 years ago i was more active traveling around different parts of the world like you mentioned so in asia generally i travel with my friend lasse i have to mention him otherwise it wouldn't be fair because if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be able to like have that courage to even step outside because basically i'm really scared about all the stuff around me i need plan a plan b and plan c <laughs> but lasse is this kind of a person who is like just uh, dude just do it come hop on the bike we'll figure out where we'll head we'll figure out where we'll sleep let's just ride for this moment and then you set off so it's because of him that i would say most of my like travel stories have become fun or worth discussing or talking about them right now on this podcast yeah so basically that's it <laughs> so if not for this if not if not for the covid situation uh, he would have been in india and we would have traveled to some other place i guess exactly and the person who is hosting this podcast karthik is also supposed to join us and we were supposed to be in nepal during this time but we are sitting here in hyderabad and recording a pod- podcast it's not that bad but yeah sure it could have been better <laughs> yeah but one thing this quarantine has uh, made me realize is that or or something i've known for a while and uh, uh, something that people should pay attention to is that uh, they should start spending some time for themselves 
in this in this society we just are caught up with so many things that you don't really spend that quality time with yourself where you want to understand what you want to do with your life or uh, uh, you know what's actually bothering you or what's actually going good because of which uh, you just caught up in that 9 to 5 i guess uh, all right so uh, how do you actually end up in germany because i think that's where uh, everything started for you yes so when i was still doing my plus 1 and plus 2 um as a kid i was really passionate about cars and all the mechanical stuff like cliche i don't know 12 <laughs> <the> year old <laughs> student okay i used to go through all these magazines auto car top gear and trip balls on that shit watch top gear uh, jeremy clarkson and that was basically my world so obviously for a person like this uh destination for his higher education would be germany if you consider the auto industry there the whole manufacturing sector so i thought it is only a good thing to do to go to germany and do my bachelor's but i'll tell you one thing i actually first wanted to go to usa because you have sold this dream that uh, us is the free nation and all but i couldn't afford that that is the reason why suddenly i realized okay maybe not usa germany is a better country to go to Uh, but there were a lot of challenges so you have to learn german there's no other way and you're suddenly in this new i don't know foreign country new foreign language culture and i was still a naive teenager to be really honest with you i this conditioned typical indian teenager <laughs> suddenly landed in germany all over i didn't have any really real contacts or family living there so i had to start from the scratch it was a nice journey it made me realize actually how dependent i was on my family parents people around me friends so when you when i think back on it i think it mostly like molded me into what kind of a person i am right now yeah so i would suggest people if they feel they are i don't know if they turn 18 as you said make some time for themselves and that would be basically living independently and come out of this comfort zone to actually see what world is like and reality to get to actually come in terms with it before i don't know in india you get married even before you have to leave your home you turn 24 25 you find a job and your parents are like okay get married you are old enough now to raise a kid <laughs> and this person himself he has no fucking clue what's happening around him so that's why i think it's a good thing to take some time for yourself and yeah discover yourself yeah yeah definitely so uh uh you know you told me that you you've done your bachelor's over there so probably at that point of time when you went uh, you know you must be still in your teens <laughs> yes. so yes, so yes. so what are those typical difficulties that you faced over there uh, in the initial stages so in the initial stages so first thing that hit me was failure failure can be like uh, really gut wrenching you can psychologically break you down so basically when you apply for germany there's no guarantee that you'll be admitted in a university all you get is an invitation letter to write an exam there and if you pass the test then you basically have an opportunity to study at the university and the competition is really high so it's not like okay i prepared for a test i write it if it doesn't work out i'll write it again for me it was like do or die because i packed all my stuff i left my family and you know how indian relatives are they are like uh, he's too young why is he leaving now he, the parents must be nuts they're so careless they don't care about their children he's going to germany he'll do drugs <laughs> foreign culture 
or you can imagine all whatever goes through their heads but it's i have to say cheers to my parents that they said no we trust our kids it's fine he'll he'll do fine so after going to germany i basically failed the first test i had no clue what to do now uh, my visa was going to expire in 3 weeks i i have no idea how to extend it once you fail the exam i had no home to stay at i was still staying at a person who whom i met while writing the exam with all my luggage so i was moving from town to town with no clear vision or what to do and then i think that was the lowest point i hit when i was in germany i was just sitting in dark room cold outside without heater and all this dramatic shit what generally happens in a movie and I was like fuck why did i then leave did i do the right thing where did i end up and all of that but yeah and as a teenager i think that was like this harsh reality that i had to face there was nobody to protect me from this there's nobody i could lean on to and all of that yeah so that basically was the turning point in my life i think where i just decided fuck this shit i'm here i'm going to do this and whatever it may take whatever happens doesn't matter who says what and i just stuck to the task it took me 5 years but yeah i completed my bachelor's there and now i'm back in india <laughs> that was nothing less than challenging but uh, so so what, i'm curious to know what happened after that 3 uh, weeks because you said that your visa was going to expire uh, in 3 weeks yes so one more thing was i was kind of shy as well because my german wasn't that good back then so i had to go to all this uh, bureaucrats in germany the foreign affairs this wherever they get, extend your visa and um like the serious german people sitting in an office and i was really scared to even get information what do i do at this point because they all speak german and they kind of get pissed when you speak english they're like dude you're in germany at by this uh by this time you should be able to i don't know speak german mm-hmm. they expect that from you so i figured out after multiple visits that i can join a language course and extend that for a while i can get a conditional extension if i get an other admission or an invitation from a university saying i can take the text test in next semester so then i had to basically settle down in the cheapest town possible in germany so that i don't spend more money i was already guilty that i was basically uh i haven't cleared the test i was sitting there now i have to spend money and wait for another semester while my parents are struggling there to even send this money i was like dude what the fuck is wrong with you but i had no other choice so i found out what is the most cheapest place to sit to live in germany so that i don't end up burning this money and i moved to chemnitz the east part of germany started doing my language course there. and then i took the exam again passed the test and that's where my bachelor's in germany started crazy <laughs> nothing nothing short of an epic movie i guess so uh, so so bro i'm curious to know how how the germans how did they treat you all the strangers and whenever you needed some uh, sort of information from these people because <laughs> i just want to know their mindset so i would say one thing um east germany and west germany at least back then 2012 it is i think when i first landed in chemnitz yes so back then at least um, you could notice a considerable difference like when you move from west to east you sit in the train you board the train in the west west part of germany then the train starts moving as you basically come closer to the eastern border you see the whole architecture changing it suddenly becomes more grim dull 
and you see you get those you see that actually that it was all the eastern bloc the soviet union and how different this is even now from western germany because it's what just two decades 2012 would be and they were there for at least 50 60 years so there is a radical shift suddenly it feels like you're in a different place um, Yo bro continue Okay so I think I was talking about the radical difference that yes. you could notice between east and west Germany so I'll tell my experience with the people so on the east I've met wonderful people but the things that stand out were that I faced this racial abuse and slur like multiple times I'll tell I'll narrate a situation where I thought fuck I'm going to die today so we happened to be in Leipzig it is like one hour train journey from chemnitz where i was living we were coming back in the train but the train it had some technical issue so we had to uh, get off the train uh, board a bus then they would take us to next station and we would board another train okay so we got into the bus obviously there were two buses i guess and all of the people in the train will not have seats when you get in the bus right so i happened to find a seat i was sitting at the back and then the train was also uh, boarded by ultras like the football football fans in germany who are like super super fanatic about their club so on that day chemnitz lost to leipzig and they were going back to chemnitz in this train they boarded the bus they sat in the back as well right like next to me my neighbor and then some of his uh, football uh, mates they didn't have a seat So one of them just started shouting in German who the fuck invited these pigs uh, dirty blooded uh, humans I'm basically literally translating what they said in German Then I got shit scared because all of them were holding beer uh, bottles and it's normal in Germany to carry beer bottles drink not supposed to not supposed to drink in the bus but yeah obviously you cannot stop them they're all this huge big fan uh, group so I was like okay is he going to hit me now because he was really aggressive and he was like screaming in the bus I just stood up I wanted to leave leave that area of the bus because I was really scared The German stood up in the front he turned around and he said please sit there nothing's going to happen to you I'm here So it's like two sides of Germany in one incident I was like oh shit what do I do do I sit here do I stay do I leave So the next 5 minutes just to the next station it felt like 15 20 minutes I don't know eternity I was really scared and there's this person both of them staring at me one is like nothing's going to happen I'm going to protect you and this other group is like even more angry they're getting even more aggressive that because of people like him we are here and you can imagine what was happening in this bus but at the end of the day I was safe I could uh, just get off the bus and uh, it kind of hit me like that was the first time I faced racism and I don't know in India I, I never felt like discriminated at this level and this was like a reality check that humans could like ill treat other human beings at like at this level because you don't generally come across that if if you happen to be from the privileged class or if you if you're doing well enough in india so yeah wow <laughs> yeah racial abuse is one thing uh, that we see all over the you know world i guess so that that's one example uh, you know for for everyone who's listening and uh, so there is something else i wanted to talk about 
so yeah. you, you you went through all this trouble uh, you did your bachelor's once you were done you uh, you you got into a job and uh, and and i guess it was a well paying job and you were in this comfortable zone in your life i guess where you were traveling and as well as uh, you you had a job but all of yeah. a sudden you decided to uh, leave the job and come back to india yeah and and you started uh, in a euron cafe the marley's joint so yes, yeah. could you talk about this journey yeah so after i completed my bachelor's uh, so my bachelor's is this very it's a very confusing program it's called uh, duale studium where do you, where you do uh, two degrees uh, with a cooperating partner the partner is generally a company which hires you before you start your bachelor's they continue to pay you while you're studying and after you're done with your studies they hire you so as my uh, cooperation partner or the company which was funding my studies was siemens so it is a really like well reputed company and all of that but the division which we were working was oil and gas so oil and gas is not really something that you think about when you want to conserve the environment or i don't say the ecology because oil and gas we make machines for big oil rigs steel factories and all the destruction that you see around the world especially uh, where you have coral reefs or i don't know just beautiful places amazon forest that is where we ship our products to so it was a conflict conscience it it didn't develop in like initially but slowly as i realized what my work was leading to when i'm actively participating in it when i design something and when i know where it is going to shipped off to and where that location is and what it means for the ecosystems there for the people living there then it kinds kind of hits you like oh okay i'm part of all of this so that was one of the reason where i thought okay i can't continue working here while i go back home and think about something else so that was one reason another reason was i had some family issues and because of my responsibilities i had to come back so i was like okay this is the right time to actually come out of my comfort zone and then try to do something which i wouldn't try generally if let's say down the line in 30 40 years i didn't want to be in a position where i turn back and i think maybe maybe just there i should have taken that step and actually stepped out of my comfort zone yeah so that is how i landed in india and along with my other friend drove we opened a cafe called marley's joint uh, we sell lebanese falafels which i happened to learn from a syrian refugee in germany amazing person but yeah this podcast wouldn't be enough to talk about him yeah so that is how we landed in hyderabad with marley's joint that's the story Yeah so any one of you if you are around Hyderabad please go and uh, please go ahead and try uh, you know the place uh, I think you will definitely love it <laughs> So okay, thanks uh, for, thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah because uh, you know I I've I've tried the place and uh, I definitely feel good about uh, going out there meeting my friends and uh, you know trying out few dishes I guess so <laughs> uh all right so coming back to traveling yeah and uh, and i initially said that you have traveled uh, uh you know around more than uh, 15 countries i would say so out of all these places and uh, out of all the things that you've done could you just share some of the fond memories that you have okay so it will be very difficult now to 
try to pin down one country and say okay this is what i remember the most or where i had the most fun but i'll try to go through a list i don't know so first in europe i would say my favorite city is amsterdam it's not because i smoke pot but because <laughs> i don't know is that okay to tell that in this podcast yeah yeah i don't know i think it's too late anyway so it's not because <laughs> i smoke pot that amsterdam is my favorite city but that city is so lively you have to be there to actually experience that you could walk there in like 3 am and then you see people in costumes walking around or there's somebody doing some theater on the street or, or it's just from people from all around the world are there and you get to see basically a global village and it's it's just beautifully done for example their public infrastructure or how they think about their environment around them and even the supermarkets i don't know everything that the dutch do it's just beautiful when you're in germany <laughs> and go to netherlands cross the border you feel like suddenly you're in uh, foreign you, you say this right in india oh it feels like i'm in foreign when you leave india so netherlands is like the next level to germany in germany it's like yeah okay fine you get used to it then you cross the border and you're like damn these dutch people they're just good at everything art uh, their their whole uh, outlook how they perceive uh, their problems with the environment like everything they just do everything right i obviously this is i'm biased <laughs> i like the place <laughs> there will be things which they're absolutely screwing I, i i don't know but yeah so that would be netherlands and amsterdam is my favorite city see as i said it's going to be really difficult i start talking about a city or a place and then it's just this drive to the memory lane i can't stop but yeah i'll try <laughs> so <laughs> from europe i think it's more interesting if you talk about asia and southeast asia because europe is i don't know it's fine you have polished streets and beautiful history historical buildings yeah that, that is all and polished. yeah yeah that is all fine but i feel if you really want to meet people or if it is for you about knowing the story of a particular person then you have to really travel hello yeah can you hear me yes yes good my internet sucks so i think if you are really out there to know stories like to meet people then southeast asia is where you have to go where it is still you have this chaos but from this chaos you have uh, like beauty coming out of it basically um, my favorite or the places that i have been i really sri lanka because sri lanka is more i don't know toned down version of india but with all the uh, amazing things you generally see in india all these colors uh, and enthusiastic people ready to help you <laughs> and beautiful beaches you have everything in sri lanka and even good food but you don't have to uh, like do with all the negative shit you generally get in india like people going on the wrong side of the road <laughs> or this very irritating shit that indians <laughs> tend to do <laughs> on the streets but yeah so sri lanka was really good i was with lassa with on our bikes we did around 2000 kilometers or 1500 i guess like all around the island and then to the central sri lanka and then back to colombo 
it was really amazing um i would so again instead of talking about the places i would like to mention few people that i met in sri lanka so i met a yeah yeah sure convict who lost his uh, what do you call arm uh, not arm <laughs> he lost his uh, finger while he was in this uh, fight with another person who was trying to kill his friend so this guy ended up killing that person and he went to prison he came out of prison recently and he was in this buddhist uh, what do you call uh, monastery in the middle of the national forest so he was our host who was uh, giving us a place to stay and first when we met and he said yeah i just got released from jail and it was midnight and he just scored pot for us i was like okay i don't know <laughs> where am i right now i don't is, is this the right thing to do but he was this amazing and innocent person who is trying to make sure that he earns enough money so that he builds a house and will be able to marry the love of his life because the father is apparently saying only if you have a house you can marry my daughter and the whole time while he was in his, in jail in prison this is the only thing that was going on in his head and now he's working his ass off just to make sure that there is a house and he can marry the girl he really likes so <laughs> i don't know it was like really cool to meet such a person and you you tend to judge so easily and so quickly and then you actually get to know about these people it is heartwarming when we were leaving it was sunny and he sells ice creams and uh, what do you call uh, sun uh, goggles and this shade so he looked at me i was struggling with uh, the sun he's like friend have this like okay cool how much like no money no money between friends come on and he gave me a hug and he just waved us a goodbye i was like dude you you literally don't have anything you, you are working your ass off to do something in your life and you're still giving like i don't know it it just moves you so sri lanka was that kind of a place i as i said i can go on and on there was once when we had to stop at a, a rice field because it was really hot and we just went under this tree for shade and then some random person who has his house there came outside his home bought two coconuts for us he gave us he's like it's hot you might need it and he left he just took wow. the coconuts he left we were like we were puzzled we were like wait okay <laughs> that's really really nice of him thank you then we went back we knocked on his door we said thank you because we were so surprised we don't know what to say he gave us a coconut he left but yeah so we met people like this all over sri lanka and we were like damn this is such a nice place man and again i just don't want to say only in sri lanka there are nice people <laughs> i as i said i could go on and on and on every country every place that we met so i think it is more about getting to know the stories and breaking this barriers or all this stereotypes and categories that we have built and say okay uh, these people are indonesians they are like this or sri lankans tamil tigers and i don't know what all this history that we have between each other and which is stopping us basically to come together as as a species you know it will help if people got to know other people better yeah and also i think it's easier to fear something that you don't really know yeah. and once you once you start to travel uh, you end up meeting people uh, from different cultures and backgrounds yes. who have gone through a lot of shit yes. and uh, still end up giving you those uh, you know memories once you just move on from that place yeah. i think that's the amazing thing about uh, 
traveling if you don't mind uh, if you don't mind <laughs> there's something that popped into my head okay so i'll share another story yeah, yeah, there's a, i'll share another story about cambodia so when we were in cambodia mm-hmm. we had this uh, what do you call automatic scooters and we were just traveling around to around this temple complex angkor wat and there was a road which was leading into which looked like the forest okay so we took our bikes we went inside the road got really like sludgy and it was slipping but we still pushed through after we more or less like kind of entered the forest there were all huts and people sitting there so they were half naked and we were like okay i think these people are like this tribal people are living in this village and it might not be a smart idea to go inside because they might be welcoming to like foreigners or tourists or they just don't want people to bother them and we have to respect that as well and then the other person just started waving his hand and is like inviting us okay cool we went there then uh, he couldn't speak a word of any in any language that i would understand okay and i couldn't communicate shit through like he so we were sitting there basically doing sign language trying to show him pictures on google showing google maps and saying india okay this is where i come from india and he had no clue what i was showing him he was like okay cool i don't even know i if he i don't think he knows where cambodia is but we he gave us beer we sat there near his home and we were just like trying to communicate and it went on for at least 40 minutes and we get we got we actually communicated some sh- shit through and he was like come come i'll show you my village okay he took us inside there was nothing all they had was like tons of what do you call trash and all of this put there and <laughs> the conditions are so appalling you feel like wait this is a tourist center angkor wat is making millions like literally there's so many tourists there what is happening where is then the money going how can something like this exist in uh, in siam reap although it is making millions that that just baffled my mind but even though again i come back to the same point you look at him he has literally nothing but he invites us offers us beer he's like come see my village see my family just beautiful people which again you you cannot have then a image about cambodia as a general thing you have to actually meet people see people to know what they are and the same logic applies to i feel pakistan bro seriously so many indians uh, living here i bet not even 1% or even less than 1% have actually spoken to a real pakistani in their lifetime you know they have never come in contact with a pakistani person but they happen to eat pakistan till death i just don't get something like this you know you you <laughs> i have like some of my best friends in germany that i've met and more like really generous and compassionate people were pakistanis and we are basically the same but we just don't tend to see it somehow it's all the images that the establishment creates or i don't know the pop culture and it sustains this hatred it it goes on and on and on and i don't know what the more you travel it you the more you see stuff it kind kind of gets i don't know it's depressing sometimes hmm yeah even if even if at some point of time uh, uh, you know people would want to forget it we have all sorts of all sorts of things in place which would ensure that we don't we don't forget it yes uh, you know for example uh, media you know in the form of entertainment 
news and politicians bro have, uh, sorry bro we have arnab bro how can you forget how can you forget it <laughs> yeah that's a that's a classical case all right so uh, while we are talking about traveling out of all these places that you traveled to was there any situation where you were uh, you know uh, shocked at looking at uh, their condition or any of their uh, 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 you know any of the rituals or something like that something felt really weird really weird so there's one weird thing that i saw in bhutan so there was a place where there were penises everywhere and they were basically worshiping it i get it that shivalinga is also supposed to be a penis and all of that but there, there was like a proper like <laughs> 3d what do you call statue of penis paintings everywhere and everybody was worshiping it it's for fertility and prosperity and life and uh, that was kind of shocking and uh, I, i'm not condemning it or something i i find it exciting i don't know it's cool that someone is doing it i absolutely don't mind that but i'm just saying it was it was just weird yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah another idol which looks funny and different i guess yeah. okay they must be having practices yeah. uh all right so uh, i think we spoke uh, something about uh, different parts of the world and uh, different people that you met over there yeah. and uh, how about uh, traveling in india is there any particular place or uh, any particular event which uh, caught your eye the most during your travel so in india actually um, when i was still living in india before moving to germany i never really traveled because i was still 15 and 16 and you're not supposed to travel alone that doesn't happen in india when you're still in your 10th standard or something it is just you cannot imagine that shit so after i came back from germany that is when i got the opportunity to travel in india and i must say uh, when i compare north and south okay but i again i haven't traveled as much as i've traveled in south part of india i haven't traveled so much in the north but i personally feel that what really changed me was the time i spent down south near coimbatore when i was with lasse and when i met you you people the amazing people from coimbatore so that is where as you said time to self reflect on where you are what you are doing what you really want to do and all of that it was this 8 month period where i had it for myself i didn't have to bother about financial security i didn't have to bother about future i could just live in that moment that present moment and it was kind of liberating this this burden which you let go when you don't have to worry about past and the future and there in coimbatore it is just beautifully placed with national parks north south east west mountains and i love riding bikes so it was just perfect place for me to spend this time it was like rehabilitation or people go to maybe himalayas i went to nilgiri so that's i would be the equivalent of that yeah i don't know i yeah. i completely lost the chain of thought what were we talking about <laughs> <laughs> happens when when you go back into those memories i guess yeah. so we were talking about traveling in india yeah traveling in india yeah yeah so traveling in india it is still in southeast asia you still meet amazing people obviously so i can tell you one story again which basically melted my heart and made me go all oh right so <laughs> when we were hitchhiking from coimbatore to hyderabad it was like 1000 kilometers me lassa and one of my other friend anudeep 
it took us around uh, i don't know 40 hours to make it we had to switch 15 or 16 trucks uh, uh, utility vehicles and all autos we did all of that shit so during that uh, time one of our lorry uh, bhaiya uh, ranjit we met him he picked us up when we got into the lorry i asked him thanks a lot not many people stopped here waiting here since an hour uh, thanks a lot for stopping so the first thing he said was if a human doesn't help another human who is going to help us i was like dude <laughs> you are so wise man <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense and again i said i thanked him then after a few minutes he was like did you people eat you must be waiting there for so long did you people eat i'll stop at the next taba so that you people can eat like uh, thanks a lot but we just had our food he was so concerned about well-being of his neighbor like he felt it is natural to do that instead of thinking okay what will i get from him or i don't know what's in it for me uh, easier a safe person or <laughs> nothing like nothing of this sort he was just i don't know a nice human being and then he dropped us uh, near the outskirts of hyderabad that was our last ride so when uh, he doesn't work in hyderabad though he traveled uh, like to mumbai with his truck so after a month or so when i was still in hyderabad he called me up and he said uh, i am near like this bus stop uh, i don't know if do you feel like having a chai or something we can meet and i told him please come over to my home we'll have lunch so this person he felt really scared he felt i don't know maybe uh, i i wouldn't know how to uh, be there or have food because i met him and he's like he was telling me that he's scared that i don't know if he deserves to be there and this stigma and it it was like really weird to see such a nice human being bogged down by something as i don't know evil as this thing like holding him down and then we came we had our food and uh, he was telling me it was actually the one day he had his leave he was near adilabad or something and he decided okay i'm near hyderabad why don't i go and meet my friends that i made uh, while traveling from coimbatore so he bought a sweet box along with him to like greet my family he was i don't know sometimes i i can't even express when i meet such people okay there is still hope maybe maybe it's not all lost yeah so traveling in india can also be fun oh wow great you know i i heard that story before but i know whenever i listen to it whenever i listen to it you know it still just brings me uh, all those memories about you know all the beautiful people that i have met in my life i guess so yeah not everything is lost there are there's still hope and good people out there and also there's one thing i wanted to know what is the uh, what is your next destination going to be is it nepal or something else so i'll i'll not lie to you i'm not making this up i think couple of days ago i was looking for flights from uh, hyderabad to kabul so i really wanted to go to afghanistan and check that place out it really intrigues me but the thing was uh, if you look at the current situation is kabul like two days ago or three days ago there was some blast in the capital uh, in yeah. some hospital and it is really unsafe and not stable right now but see again this i i get so raged when i think about it something as silly and stupid as okay it might sound radical but as religion is making 
people i don't know pit against each other and you're not able to see the beautiful parts of this planet because they're bent upon this idea of proving something is right i am right my image is right my god is right fuck you i'll kill you. i'll kill you for that particular thing and it is preventing us from actually as like a simple task going to a neighboring country right it shouldn't be so difficult but no <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> so yeah let's let's hope that everything just gets sorted uh, as soon as possible so that we can get back to our ways of traveling i guess at least uh, if not the other part of life uh so i think we have reached the end of this conversation rujan yeah i know right i feel like i i don't know bob so basically i'm stoned i was i was losing the whole time the chain of thought but i think we were not supposed to really talk about uh, the issues that we were spoken about was spoken about it was more about traveling but i'll tell you one thing before we leave so the german story that i told you i want to also leave the listeners with the positive uh what do you call experiences i had in germany so that they don't have this one sided okay about germany because that wouldn't be fair because germany is like my second home i've met it's more like family for me now the friends i've made there and the people i've met there was one situation where so me and lasse back going back from office we get in the train and then lasse was ahead of me he sat there he put his bag on the seat next to it so i asked him just to like i don't know fun i asked him excuse me sir is this uh, seat free can i sit here as if i don't know him as if we were strangers and then he was like uh, are you blind don't you see there's a bag there and there was a old lady sitting right next to us she stood up and she was so angry she looked at us and she was like did you really say that what kind of country am i living in please take that bag away and let the young man sit or i'm going to call police right now <laughs> so was like chill okay it's just my friend we were just fooling around and something when something like this happens even older generation where people think they are conservative but when you experience something like this it tells you it's not always the one image that you see in media or whatever is being pushed you just have to meet people and actually see it for yourself and that's the reason why you should travel yeah yeah everything everything that you see over the tv is just bullshit guys and you all know it or else you have to know it I hope. because unless you see it you, you you wouldn't really you you wouldn't really know a lot of things which are happening out there uh so traveling is one tool through which uh, you can understand people around the people around the world i guess yeah you were about to say something no nothing i forgot <laughs> <laughs> again one of those moments great so uh we're going to continue this in the part 2 uh, of this episode guys uh, you know uh, we would we would uh, discuss more stories and more topics uh, in the upcoming episode so stay tuned for that and if you like whatever we spoke about or if you like this podcast please share and uh, follow it all right that's all stay safe and take care guys see yep. you soon bye bye